Welcome to the Compelling Words Podcast. The Word of God is meant to move us. It's meant to call us to action. Listen in as Kevin Purdy teaches and presents a genuine and compelling message from the Word of God. Last summer, we wanted to go see some friends of ours that we had not seen in close to like something like 15 plus years. It had been a long time since we'd seen them. They live out in Washington, Missouri. So we planned a trip to go see them. We booked an Airbnb in St. Charles, Missouri. And we got settled in. We spent the night. And then the next morning, we got ready to go to their house. And I pulled up Google Maps on my phone. And I put in their address. And I hit go. And the map said, you'll arrive in 14 hours. That was not what I expected. And fortunately, it didn't take long to figure out what went wrong. It was giving us the directions to walk to their house. (laughs) That was not the plan. Uh, We were not walking to their house. So most of the time, I, I really like that Google Maps on my phone. It's very, very uh, convenient. Uh, When it's synced up to the map in my car, I can just verbally ask for directions and it will pull up and display on the map in my car. It's really cool. I like it. We never go on vacation without having to stop at Walmart for something. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it happens, but whenever we go on vacation, we have to at least make one stop at Walmart. So I just say, hey, give me directions to Walmart, the closest Walmart, and poof, there it is. It pulls it right up. Last week, we were out of town, so I said, give me directions to home. And it said this, it said, I'm sorry, but you don't have a home. (laughs) I I was a little shocked by that. But apparently I had never programmed in my home address. So Google Maps is very convenient. It's very helpful because knowing, knowing your direction and knowing how to get where you want to get, that's, that's good to know. Finish this sentence. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. A good map gives us the line, the route to take from where we are to where we want to be. Most of us have had those moments. We've had those moments where we're not sure of where we are or how to get to where we want to be. Moments where we are lost. Even if we don't want to admit it, we have those moments where we're lost. It's frustrating when it comes to driving, it's even more frustrating when it comes to living. Now, if you take your Bibles and you open them right to the middle, there's a good chance that you're in the book of Psalms. And then if you turn a few more pages uh, to the next book, you're in Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a very cool book of the Bible. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. And that works out pretty good because you can take what day of the month it is, like today's the second, so you could read Proverbs 2. And you could do that all throughout the month corresponding with the date. Proverbs is also very cool because the Proverbs are just simple, brief, and yet very, very profound words of wisdom. 
Most of them were written by King Solomon. Some of them have been attributed to other authors, but they're probably rewritten and then composed together by Solomon. A good number of the Proverbs seem to be written specifically to Solomon's son. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 through 7 tells us this. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instructions in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance for understanding Proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs is all about making good and wise choices. It's all about living right. The Proverbs are really good words to those of us who sometimes feel a little bit lost. A little bit off course. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. The easiest way to get from where you are to where you want to be is a straight line. But when it comes to good, faithful, wise, mature living, most of us tend to wander off course a little bit. We get distracted by different priorities with short-term pleasures. We lose sight of where we should be going and we drift off course. Can you agree with that? We look back and we realize it's not a straight line that we have walked. We, we also have this enemy who is doing whatever he can to keep us headed in the wrong direction. And that's why it's really good to listen and take heart to these words of wisdom because they encourage us and they help us. Let's look at Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 1 through 6. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they'll prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you'll win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. What do you do when you feel lost? What do you do when you feel lost? When you feel lost, you try to figure out how to get unlost. That's what you do. When you feel lost, you try to figure out where you are and get back to where you should be. And if you've drifted off course spiritually, Proverbs 3 gives us some good, wise words about finding our way once again. Verse 5 reminds us to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You know, sometimes on a big trip, we've been cruising down the interstate, and all of a sudden, the map begins to talk. It tells us there's an accident up ahead, traffic is stopped, and then it gives us an alternative route to take. 
And when that happens, we look at each other and go, okay, what do we do? Do we listen to that or do we continue on course? We start questioning, what do we do? Do we stick with the route that we know or do we change course? There's many choices that we encounter through the day-to-day lives that we live. There's many different choices that we come up against. But the biggest choice is always going to be, are we going to go our direction or are we going to follow the Lord? Are we going to live how we want to live or according to the Lord's will? Are we going to trust our feelings and live our own personal values, or are we going to trust the Word of God and live how God has called us to live? God's Word, God's will is clear, and we are called to trust the Lord. And yet, for one reason or another, we often find that so very hard to do. Trust is not easy. Trust is not easy because most of us, at one point or another, we've maybe been hurt by someone we trusted. Maybe it was our parents, or maybe it was our friends, a family, a husband, a wife, a coach, a mentor, a church. Someone whom we trusted betrayed that trust, and we got hurt. And therefore, we've become conditioned to trust no one but ourselves. Let me tell you, that's a rough way to live. That's a very heavy burden to bear, and it's a very lonely responsibility. God invites us to trust in Him. Having faith in God means that we trust God. And He is worthy of that trust. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 reminds us it says God is not a human being and he will not lie. He is not a human and he does not change his mind. What he says he will do, he does. What he promises, he makes come true. God is pure in his character. And God is capable of anything. If we look back again at Proverbs 3, Verse 5 said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It's a really simple fact. God knows more than we know. God knows more than what we know. God is smarter than what we are. Someone once said, I can trust what is coming Because I know that God is already there. Our knowledge, our understanding is limited. It's very limited. We can only see just a very small portion compared to what the the Lord's seeing at all. Our knowledge, our understanding is limited, but there's no limit to what God knows. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13 and 14 says, Who has known the mind of the Lord or been able to give Him advice? Whom did he ask for help? Who taught him the right way? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way to understanding? God is the creator. God is the author of all life. God is the source of all understanding. 
Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. When it comes to a trust issue, don't you want to place your trust in someone who is trustworthy? Someone who knows what they're doing? Most of you know that I worked for three years at a, a, placement, a residential placement home for teenage boys. They were boys who had gotten into some type of legal trouble, and instead of being put in juvenile detention, they were sent to live temporarily in this program facility. And each night after they went to bed, the staff would get together, and we would do individual reports on each boy. We would write a, a little bit, summarizing how their day went. If there was any incidents, we'd write about the incident. And then we would score them on a point system that we used. Uh, they would get positive or negative points on their language, their honesty, their initiative, their manners, all sorts of different categories. And then those points at the end of the week would be totaled up and would determine their level for the next week. And their level then determined how many restrictions they had or how many rewards they had, the different things they could do. A lower level, they had more restrictions. A higher level, they had more freedoms and they had more rewards. Here's the thing. I am so glad that God does not keep a scorecard on me. I am so glad that God doesn't have a point system for us. I'm so glad that when we are in Christ, we are living under grace. But here's the thing. Even though God doesn't have this scorecard or point system for us, He doesn't leave us in the dark either. He gives us guidance. He gives us instruction. And I am so very glad that we have God's Word as a path to follow. And that's how we trust God. We trust God by trusting in His Word. And no one has the better credentials than God Himself. He is trustworthy. His Word can be trusted. Here's a couple different ways you can define trust. Trust is to rely upon the integrity and the ability of a person or a thing, having confidence. Trust is a basic dependence on someone or something, belief that something will happen or someone will act in a prescribed way. We can trust God because we can have confidence in his ability and what he says, he means, what he does, he will do. We can have dependence on him, belief in who he is. And he will act in a certain way. God is trustworthy because God is all-knowing. But not only is he all-knowing, he also cares for us. It's one thing to know that God knows it all and knows everything. It's another thing to know that he also cares about us. He cares for us. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God's compassion, God's grace, his mercy, and his love fill up the pages of the Bible. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. 
For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort. In John 3.16, we know well, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. The wisdom of the Proverbs calls us to trust in the Lord. Trust in him because he's God. Trust in him because he loves us. Trust the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. And then in verse 6 it says this, it follows it up. It says, trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways submit to him. Trusting in the Lord calls us to submit to the Lord. Trust in the Lord and obey the Lord. If we trust the Lord, then we listen to the Lord and we obey the Lord. Trust calls for allegiance. Trust calls for obedience. In 1988, just prior to the Winter Olympics, there was a television program that highlighted a story about a group of blind people that were actually being taught to snow ski. How many of you ever snow skied? A couple, few. I've never done it. I snowboarded once, not really like on a mountain snowboarding, like on a hill in my, in my neighborhood in northwest Indiana. So, you know, I'll call it snowboarding. I don't know if you could really call it that, but can you imagine trying to do that blind? This group is trying to do this blind, and as impossible as it sounds, they developed this routine. The blind skiers were taught on the flats how to make right and left turns, and when they got that under control and had that mastered, they were taken to the, slal- to the slalom slope where their trainers skied near them, shouting out instructions, left, right. As they obeyed those commands, they were able to negotiate and complete the course. They depended upon their trainers. It was a choice of either complete trust or total catastrophe. And complete trust meant listening and obeying. If one of the trainers called out left and they didn't make that left adjustment right then, it was trouble. Like those blind skiers, we will encounter obstacles in our course, in the course of our life. And how we negotiate those obstacles, how we react to those obstacles, will be determined by where we've placed our trust and who we're listening to. Are we listening to our own inner voice? Are we listening to the culture? Or are we listening to the Lord. When we hit those obstacles, those bumps in the road, how are we going to figure out how to navigate that? Are we going to trust God when God says go left? Are we going to trust God when God says go right? And not only are we going to trust, because trust doesn't just mean listening and hearing, trust also means doing. Trust means that we listen and we obey. 
When James wrote his letter to the early church, he encouraged them not just to listen to the word of God, but he encouraged them also to apply it, to live it, to do it. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. You get that? If you're just listening, you're deceiving yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they'll be blessed in what they do. Hearing God's word and even trusting God's word, but then failing to apply it is just as pointless as looking in a mirror and then forgetting what you look like. But James says that when you do apply it, when you obey, you're blessed. Proverbs says it like this. Proverbs says that when we trust and submit, it says our paths are made straight. Don't misunderstand that. God's not promising that obedience means everything's going to go perfect. God's not promising that obedience means that everything's going to go perfect. Straight roads can still get bumpy along the way. Straight roads can still have obstacles and hazards along the way. Straight roads can still be really rough and hard to navigate. But here's the thing. As rough as that road might get, you won't be lost. You're on a straight road. You won't be lost. A straight road gets you where you're supposed to be. The roughest roads that I've ever been on were in Haiti. Eric knows this. He remembers this on our trip to Haiti back in 2013. They're the roughest roads that I've ever been on. When you leave Port-au-Prince... You drive north towards the coast where our mission's located, and for the first three hours, it's not too bad. It's, it's not too bad. Traffic, there's no road laws. People are driving crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of, but it's, it's, it's manageable. But then beyond that, the next eight to ten hours, that's a different story. But there's, there's, there's no option. It's the only road that gets you to your destination. So you stick to it, you go over the bumps, you go through the rivers, you you move the rocks, you go over the mountains, and you just keep moving up the road. We need to stick to it. We need to stick to it. Keep trusting the Lord. Keep submitting. Over and over again, obey. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Jesus said that the road is narrow. It's narrow, but apparently it's straight. It gets us where we need to be. Life, we all know this, life gets messy. And our faith wavers. And we may not understand everything that we face. But lean not on your own understanding. 
1887, just following this evangelistic meeting that was held by Dwight Moody, a young man stood up and began to share the story of his faith. And as he was speaking, it became obvious that he knew very little about the Bible. His theology and his doctrine were shaky at best. But when he finished, his final words spoke volumes about where his heart was. He finished his testimony by saying, there's a lot that I'm not quite sure about, but I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey. A man in attendance named Daniel Towner was so struck by the power of those simple words that he quickly wrote them down. And he delivered them to John Samus, who developed them a little further. And that is now the words that we have to the hymn, Trust and Obey. Here in just a moment, I'm going to play that song. And as you listen or as you sing, take a moment to consider where you're at. Have you wandered off the path? Have you taken your own course? Have you followed your feelings or your opinions rather than God's instruction? Do you maybe sometimes feel a little bit lost or needing guidance? Or maybe you're on that straight and narrow road and you're just hitting some rough stuff right now. And maybe you've considered going a different direction. Or you just don't know how to get over the next hump in the road. This morning, let God's words encourage you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Thanks for listening. Please take a moment to rate this podcast. May the word of God be living and active in your life.